Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at one cause. OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event, and you should be using it. Go to OneCause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at OneCause.com. Check them out today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And sometimes those people are running small and medium-sized nonprofits, and they're going to help you do good better. Uh, Jenna Westerholm, she is the founder of uh, Henrik's Heroes, and uh, she is joining us today. Jenna, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Hi, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat with you today, and I'm sure many people are very excited to hear about you today, but they're probably scrolling through iTunes or Spotify or YouTube, and they're finding out, and they're like, I want to know more, but I don't know a lot. So uh, to kind of kick us off, would you give us a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Yes, I would love to. Uh, The mission of Henrik's Heroes is to support and empower children and their families going through medical treatment. Um, From diagnosis through treatment and recovery, we help children understand their diagnosis and their medical needs better by providing them with um, medical play dolls called warrior dolls that are customized to their medical needs. Uh, We offer wish gifts to children with life-threatening illnesses such as cancer um, that bring joy and lift their spirits during a hard time. Um, This creates positive memories in an otherwise dark time in their life or a negative time in their life. Um, And 
because our family has been through a similar situation, we feel that we have a lot to offer these families and understand how to help them. So we just work hard on connecting families through um, our community of support and make that journey a little bit easier for them. Outstanding. Would you be so kind as to describe how you got involved as your own journey kind of led you to providing this? I'm assuming has something to do with the title of your nonprofit. Yes. You know, before life uh, was going along just fine, and then there was like many nonprofits have this the story of how they started and how their interests and their desires to give back changed. And of course, that was the same for us too. Um, our son, Henrik, was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of four years old. Um, he's eight now and doing wonderful, um, but it wasn't without a very life-changing journey and a struggle for him and our family. He ended up needing a bone marrow transplant from his little brothers. So it was overall quite the family effort um, to battle this together. And um during our journey, we just, we had an amazing amount of support. Obviously, you know, our community is, is just, a, just phenomenal when it comes to um, pulling together for people that are going through a struggle. So we were just overwhelmed with the amount of support and we knew we wanted to give back and, and do something. I, I never thought it would be on this scale and we'd be doing what, we, what we're doing now. But um, it, it started with just little things in treatment, such as Henrik um, finding comfort and find in medical play and finding that that was um, something that helped him cope and it helped him learn about his his port and all the treatments that he needed. So we ended up making a warrior doll for him and continued to give those dolls out to many other children in the community. And it just kind of blew up on social media. And I would say the dolls are kind of the, the founding, you know, thing that started everything. And uh, we continue to make dolls today, but we've just grown and done so many more things um, that just align with our missions and how we want to serve families. So uh, I love it. I like the, uh, the entire family, all hands on deck we're going to get this done kind of attitude. And I so appreciate that. And I think that's kind of reflective in, you know, maybe how you started to say, Hey, listen, if you need an extra, a body in the family, who's also going to be able to help sort of get you through some of those things here, we are for you. Uh, I'm sure after the countless families that you have helped and individuals who are, you know, kiddos who are in the, uh, the hospital, you've probably got a million and a half stories to tell, but Running a nonprofit is hard, and we uh, sometimes forget uh, to remind ourselves, like, hey, uh, we, we do this because of this. Is there a, a particular story that stands out that you go back to when the going gets tough running and founding a nonprofit? They go, oh, I remember. And outside of Henrik's sort of story, but is there one that you've affected that's um, you know, sort of like, hey, we continue doing the fight because of this? Yes. And, you know, you just hit the nail on the head. Exactly. You have so many, as many nonprofits do, you have so many stories, right? And every, every little story and every just thank you and everything that comes back is amazing. But I do have kind of my favorite stories and a lot of them revolve around the warrior dolls because I didn't know how much that those would help um, children and just the ways that they would, um, they would continue to, to help them. So they're, when we very first started giving dolls, we just started giving back as a family. And there was a family that we had met that a young eight-year-old was going through leukemia treatment. And leukemia is a long treatment course. It usually has kind of an intense beginning and middle and then fairly a um, little bit more stable maintenance where you're just, the kids may be 
going to school. They still have a lot, you know, hair loss, but they are having to fight cancer and then continue to go on with their, their normal lives. And that's a very hard spot for a lot of um, children to be, especially young girls. And so one of my favorite stories that made me realize this is my calling. This is what I should be doing. And um, we're going to, we're going to just try this and grow with it and see where it goes is this young girl who was, um, she was in second grade and she was having a little bit of a hard time because it's, she was kind of wanting to um, be done with cancer, right? She was over it at this point. And a lot of the kids just didn't understand. That's a hard age to understand. Well, what is she going through? Why does she still not have any hair? And and why is she gone all the time from the classroom? And so I made her a doll with a port. And the beauty is of what we do is we make medical play dolls that are real working <laughs> working medical supplies. So that could be a whole nother topic, but the port access process is very, um, it's very hard for a child. And so they have a port is a central line that's underneath your skin. The line goes into your heart and that's how you have to receive chemotherapy. So she got her doll and she was just loving her doll and playing with it all the time. And her mom suggested, you know, why don't you bring it to school? And maybe the kids can understand what you, what you have to go through when you get your port accessed. And so she did, she stood in front of her classroom and demonstrated as nurses and doctors do to, you know, this isn't something children normally do is access a port, but they become the medical experts. They're just so good at being the patient, which is sad, but she accessed the port and it even draws pretend blood. So she kind of showed how she gets her labs drawn and gets her port accessed and gets her chemotherapy to her second grade class. And it was so empowering just to know, to see that, um, see the pictures come back and her mom just talking about how it really helped her, you know, when the child turns into the teacher, um, they're able to, um, you know, turn it around and, and instead of being scared or um, nervous about something, they are empowered and they're able to become the teacher. And so then the kids understood what she went through every day. So that was, that's one of my favorite stories of, of um, how these dolls can really, can really help. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm, I, you know, I'm sure the other kids, instead of like wondering what on earth is going on, they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. And then moving on with their day, which makes their stress a little less and the, uh, you know, patient stress a little less. And I think that's brilliant. And that's awesome. Not all things, however, are bright and shiny and full of rainbows and puppy dogs and ice cream when you're running a nonprofit. What sort of challenges have, uh, have you and your, you know, sort of team sort of occurred and, uh, and how are you either getting uh, through that or how did you get through that um, with part of Hendrix Heroes? Um, well, I think the biggest challenge for me is I personally, this is a, a very big life changing course for me. Um, I'm a bedside nurse of 15 years. And though that's maybe helped me in my you know medical understanding and helping kids um, with medical illnesses, it's it's a very different world for me trying to turn over and, and do this um this nonprofit stuff. So I guess, you know, that's just part of it is like getting, getting this second year going, this full second year of, um, we, we did events last year, we did a warrior color run and we did a golden stars gala. And of course we started, it was time to start those events and those fundraising events. And then of course it was in the midst of, of a pandemic and it was hard as everybody, you know, had struggles with, it was hard to know how to navigate that. And, um, it was just, again, our first year of, 
those were just new challenges for me personally to figure out how to um, create events in the community that are fun, um, profitable for our organization, and also finding sponsors and donors that have missions that align with ours. So um, it's all been a challenge for me, but um, nothing, nothing specifically. I know we're kind of new, young in our, in our growth, and I'm sure we'll encounter a lot more um, things in the future. But um, I guess for this upcoming year, I, I have a little bit of a, not a worry or concern, but, you know, now that our organization has gotten a lot of awareness and people are aware of what we do, there's a lot more stories that come forward about um, children that have medical needs. It's really eye-opening doing this, um, seeing how many children not only are diagnosed with cancer in our area every year, but just live with a chronic illness. With it's, sorry. That dog doesn't like chronic illnesses either. <laughs> so then just just being able to kind of that nervous feeling of make, being able to make sure that we can um, keep up and we've always been able to fulfill the needs that we've come across, but just continuing to do that and continuing to find support and um, help all the families that we encounter. Well, I think everybody who uh, has started a nonprofit recently probably starting to nod their head uh, in unison as you're talking to the same struggles that everybody else has too. And I'd, I'd love to say, wow, Jenny, you're so unique in your challenges and everybody else is kind of like, nope, that's kind of how it is. But again, it, the audacity of starting something so wonderful is usually the path to kind of get out and, uh, and, and rock through whatever challenge that might be. And in your brief time, uh, as a sort of a founder of a nonprofit, I'm sure you've come across a tip or a trick that you have found uh, very successful that maybe you would share with the listening audience that might help them as well. So do you have a tip or a trick that you would like to give a nonprofit? Well, you know, I I guess I would just say that to, it sounds kind of, you know, cliche and corny, but, you know, follow your heart and just remember why you started this in the first place. Um, just kind of go back to those success stories and read the, read through those and remember why you're doing what you're doing. And um, the hardest part for me has been that ask, you know, that ask for money and ask for funds. And I guess my thinking, I've tried to tried to help myself um, by saying, you know, just remember, it's not for me. I'm not asking for the money. Um, I'm, I'm asking for the kids. And that's the important thing. So just remembering why you're doing what you're doing and continue to show people that. That is not cliche at all. That is one of the most important things that a nonprofit can do is remember why on earth they're doing it in the first place. And I don't think enough uh, take the time to remember that too. So it's a wonderful reminder as people are listening too. And speaking of listening, uh, they probably want to give you a boatload of money. There's probably people on here going, this sounds like an amazing thing. Uh, I want to give lots, but I don't know how to get a hold of uh, Henrik's Heroes. How on earth do we find you? Where can we give? How do we help? Uh, give us the list of uh, all the places we can go and click. Sure. So we're on Facebook and when you search, it's Henrik's Heroes. Uh, we have a Facebook page where you can reach out. So it's H-E-N-R-I-K. That's how you spell Henrik. And then also on our website, henriksheroes.org. Um, we are paired up with Dakota Medical Foundation. So we can also be reached through them. They are our fiscal sponsor. So that, um, and just emailing me at Jana at henrikshearos.org. 
Well, of course, we're going to have all those links in the show notes. So immediately after this podcast, I think everyone should go click on a bunch of those things and go check them out. Donate as generously as possible. And while you're on the internet, by the way, go and like this and subscribe to this podcast. You know you want to. You don't want to listen to uh, more people like uh, Jana and all the awesome things that they're doing. And then go back and click on the website and go give a lot of money because they uh, deserve it. And it's really awesome. Jenna, thanks so much for what you do. I love that you followed your heart and your uh, the audacity of starting something like this and the impact that you've already made and the wonderful, I think, the, how it resonates. You're like all the sort of uh, explosion on social media is, is proof of a concept here that people really want to help and they really want to make a difference in the way that you're uh, trying to help too. So kudos to you on that. And thank you so much. Uh, for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go-to do gooduniversity.com. That's do good youniversity.com. And you register for one of the courses. I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, do gooduniversity.com. Go pick out something whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast, take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well, because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer and I want you to do good better. Go to do good today.